Hi there, this is Omar Crook, host of Living with a Genius. I want to personally thank you for your financial support. Your donation helps keep this show chugging right along, and I truly couldn't do it without you. As always, thanks for listening. Be kind, do good work, and until next time. Here's Living with a Genius for March 28, 2020. It's the birthday of German-American brewer Johann Gottlieb Friedrich Pabst, born on this day in 1836. Pabst was born in the village of Nikolausreich in the province of Saxony in the Kingdom of Prussia. In 1848, he emigrated with his parents to the United States, settling first in Milwaukee and then Chicago. The following year, his mother died in a cholera epidemic. In Chicago, Frederick and his father had to eke out a living, and for a while they worked as waiters and busboys. But because he had enjoyed his ocean voyage to America, he soon decided to become a cabin boy on a Lake Michigan steamer to be on the water once again. By the time he was 21, Pabst had earned his pilot's license and became a captain himself. And it was in this capacity that he came to meet Philip Best, the owner of a small but prosperous brewery founded by his father, Jacob Best, in 1844 in Milwaukee. Pabst would eventually marry Best's daughter, Maria, on March 25th of 1862. For the next year and a half, Pabst continued to ply the waters of Lake Michigan as a ship's captain, until an accident in December of 1863 led to a change in his career. While trying to bring his craft into Milwaukee Harbor, Pabst's ship ran aground. A short while later, Pabst purchased half of Best's Brewing Company. In 1864, when Pabst was taken into partnership in his father-in-law's brewery, he began to study every aspect of the beer business. And after mastering the art of brewing, Pabst turned his attention to extending the market for his beer, and before long had raised the output of Best Brewery to 100,000 barrels a year. The brewery was eventually converted into a public company, and its capital repeatedly increased in order to cope with a continually increasing demand. He became president of the corporation in 1873, when it was officially renamed Pabst Brewing Company. In 1889, Pabst spent $30,000 to take advantage of prime shoreline along Whitefish Bay, just north of the city of Milwaukee, to develop a lakeshore resort, which he called the Pabst Whitefish Bay Resort. As many as 10,000 visitors would come to the resort on a summer day by horse and buggy, railroad, trolley, or excursion steamer. They came to enjoy the scenic view, to ride the Ferris wheel, attend daily concerts, rent rowboats, watch outdoor movies, and of course, drink Pabst's beer and dine on fine fare, including five types of whitefish netted daily in the adjoining bay. That sounds pretty nice. Now, as for the company's renowned Blue Ribbon label, the beer never actually won a Blue Ribbon. During the 1893 World's Fair in Chicago, Pabst placed a Blue Ribbon around the bottle of what was then still named Best Beer, so it would stand out among the other entries. Well, it caught on, and from that point on, customers referred to the beer as the Pabst Blue Ribbon. Instead of correcting the public, Pabst wisely renamed it and trademarked the Blue Ribbon brand in 1900. After arriving to the United States as a boy with absolutely nothing, Pabst went on to have a good life, a happy marriage, and ten children. 
he was also generous with his profits. Pabst built the 14-story Pabst Building in downtown Milwaukee. He also helped organize the Wisconsin National Bank in 1893. In 1890, Pabst purchased the old Nunnemacher Grand Opera House, located opposite the Milwaukee City Hall, and turned it into the new German City Theater. But it was destroyed in a fire. Pabst ordered it rebuilt at once, and the newly Pabst Theater opened in 1895. It's still in use today. I learned something new today, and I hope you did too. I'm Omar Crook. Thanks for listening. Be kind, do good work, and until next time.